made no bones about it. He says he wants Lesnar. And here comes Roman. Spear! Cover by Reigns! Roman Reigns is a step closer to SummerSlam! Spear! Better timing by Bobby. Lashley covers! Bobby Lashley's got a date with Roman Reigns next week! I'm seeing double here. Four crusties. If you're Brock Lesnar, what are you thinking about next week? I take shits bigger than that kid, all right? <laughs> Come on, I'm 290 pounds. There's a big fight coming next week for Raw. Lashley prays for an opportunity to meet Lesnar at SummerSlam. Kids, how would you like to go to Blockoland? Nah. The TV gave me the impression that we said meh, M-E-H, meh. Steve, have you been uh, saying your prayers and eating your vitamins this week? Uh, I haven't exactly been saying my prayers, but I haven't eaten my vitamins. Oh, cool. That is, it's like it's going to be back in fashion again. Vitamins, yeah. prayers, 80s wrestlers, all sorts of crap. Yeah, you can even throw in casual racism for the fun. There's a casual racism here and there, between friends. Ah, uh, yeah. Where's Nikki? Ah, uh, well, man, Jesus. If, if I knew that now, I'd, I'd tell you, but that bollocks has been gone all week, so he has. I heard uh, we're recording on Thursday the 19th of July, and of course that's a special day here in Galway. It is, of course, the day that Galway was liberated from the Indians. It's also the day that Marathon became Snickers. And the day the Ice Age ended. Mm-hmm. And would you believe it, it is the annual summer holiday. What's that? Oh, the, oh yes, 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 yes. Not Jack's bat. No, 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 no. Jesus, <laughs> fuck no. Imagine having to do that. No way. Gordon Fitz. How the boys? Ah, Grant. No stories for me? <sighs> Well, I, I left work early today to go Pokemon hunting, so that was the highlight of my day. Nerd. It was still more exciting than work. That's true. <laughs> Ask me to tell a story. Dead air is not funny. Hey, hey, hey Steve. Steve, how would you feel about you telling us a story about your week? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Gordo. I uh, went out for a, a hot date last night. Such a hot date. And everything was going well, you know, we went for dinner, had a few pints, heading home, and there was a ketchup packet on the ground, just at the top of the square there across from Garvey's, or across from wherever that one on the corner is. And Kira stepped on it, right? And this thing exploded. Now, it got me all across my leg. I was wearing shorts, because I don't wear pants. Uh, it was just covered in ketchup. My whole leg, all the back of my shorts, the whole lot, absolutely covered in it. About two o'clock this morning, I was still awake. I was like, my other leg, my right leg was a bit itchy. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? The whole back of my other leg was soaked as well. I was like, I washed that. Where did it go? There must have been one spot I missed. It was this hardened ketchup. <laughs> and then I was joking about that to Kira when she called into the house earlier. I looked down at my runners and there was a giant red speck on my runners. It's everywhere. It could be in the house. It was wonderful. How is there this much ketchup in one packet? I always find there's not enough in a, in a packet. I grabbed three or four of them. Now I'll know for again. <laughs> Have we got the lads in the lab to test? Was it ketchup or catsup? 
I had to go. <laughs> I had to literally get out of town as quick as possible because my all my pants were just covered in this red crap. I was like, this doesn't look good. What if the cops <laughs> go past? <laughs> no, I, plus, that, plus that black eye on Kira. You, oh, yes. Yeah, you, you can't be, you know, it's 2018. You can't be beating up your wife anymore. That These things aren't just allowed anymore. No. Do you know what else isn't allowed? Well, you know, the whole Hogan thing. That's the big story. Ah, <laughs> uh, Sherlock isn't the old bollocks, isn't he, huh? Uh, the story kind of went that Hogan had had a meeting with the entire locker room. Cameras were there. We've had that confirmed because Ellsworth let it slip on his, pod, on his podcast, apparently. So they said the cameras were there, and then they said the cameras weren't there. So I wonder if it's a bit like the whole uh, Roy Keane MUTV incident where they've burned the footage. <laughs> no matter what happens, that's not coming out. Uh, I apologize to the entire... Uh, roster or locker room whatever Triple H introduced them and talked about the dangers of social media and trying to be careful with it and to know when you're being recorded Paige and um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, apparently Mark Henry was saying there's a 50-50 divide among the black wrestlers um, and 50-50 split mentions that some are saying go to hell basically to, to hell with that guy uh, Hogan apologized for the things he said and reminded the wrestlers that he didn't know he was being filmed which is kind of a contradiction <laughs> first off he's back in the hall of hall of fame deserved i think i mean he has to be in there was he ever officially taken out or was he ninja taken out that's the big thing like yeah i think ninja taken out yeah like they're officially reinstating him for something they never officially removed him from which i think they're just just easing it in i think that was their way of just mentioning him again just a tip just the tip just to see how it feels just to see yeah just to see and just Kind of just widen things out to see what's going on for the rest of the year. Dipping dip their toes in the water. Or their, their, yeah. If you want to look past someone's uh, transgressions, you know, and only focus on their wrestling contribution, then surely Chris Benoit deserves a place in the Hall of Fame. Oh, fuck that. He, see, Hogan was already in there. Te- may, may or may not have been taken out. We'll say that he is, just for the sake of the argument, that he was taken out. He's been put back in because he should be in there. Benoit wasn't in it. I don't think he's ever gone in there, which is an awful shame. Well, I'm not saying he should or shouldn't be there. I'm just saying if you're applying one logic for one person, then you have to apply that same logic to other people. Jimmy Snooker. <sighs> he Killed. should be. Never, never convicted, never charged. No. Because he died. <laughs> <laughs> he played that one like a fucking fiddle. Not a Rio sipping cocktails right now. Ah, uh, yeah. And yeah, so the New Day had a statement put out via Kofi and Titus O'Neil had a similar thing where, you know, they're long statements, but all boils down to they both think, you know, he's rightfully in the Hall of Fame for his contributions, blah, blah, blah. But they're not totally on board with it. They're not going to associate with him until he shows that he can uh, or he can prove that he's changed his ways, which I think is fair. Genuine remorse is what they said. So obviously they believe that his actions since this all came out, have not been genuine and it's just been a, effectively a publicity stunt to try get his reputation back. That seems to be a widely accepted move. The, the presence of cameras, if they were there, which apparently they were, probably doesn't make the apology to them seem genuine. Yeah, that was a poor move. Like that, this just reeks of a WWE 24 documentary to me, this whole I, thing. Like, why not have him 
apologize to the boys in private and if they really want to do something and record something and have something public fucking march them out on raw march That's them out on happens. raw with something a scripted promo because they give that to everyone anyway and tell him this is your fucking statement mm. i push uh, myself and rory had a bit of back and forth about this juice versus squeeze here is it really worth it they're going to get a huge ratings pop when he shows up on TV. It's inevitable. It is going to happen. You know, break Hogan glass in case of emergency. And, you know, it'll it'll trail away again, but they'll get that bit of a spike. <laughs> is it worth it if uh, you're going to alienate people like the New Day and Titus O'Neil and, and other wrestlers who haven't come forward that might be quite thick over the situation? It's It's hard when you're on the outside like we are looking in and assuming people should behave and react a certain way. And because also the color of our skin. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we've no right to tell people how they should or shouldn't feel. You know, it's 2018, unfortunately. Uh, let me choose my words wisely here. People choose to get offended by things that other people may not choose to be offended by. And unfortunately, that's the world we live in. In this particular situation, I can see why a lot of people are upset by it. You know, it's justifiably that you can't go around talking the way he did and then react the way that Hogan did as well by effectively giving an excuse to the fact that he didn't know he was being recorded. You know, no, that shouldn't be your primary concern, that you should never even have said that. You know, you should have come straight out and said, what I said wasn't acceptable, it's not how I believe, and I will never use it again, etc., etc. Leave it at that and just continue to show remorse and do whatever you need to do to get back in the good graces. But to continually say to that he didn't know he was being recorded and used that as a justifiable excuse. Bullshit. Yeah, it, it totally tanks this whole argument here. Yeah. And the, flip, and the flip side of it is, you know, coming from a society where we never really experienced this sort of racism in Ireland because Irish people, we tend to just get along with everyone regardless of their ethnicity, religion, whatever. We're just fairly tolerant people. So we don't experience this on a day-to-day -day basis. So we can justifiably see language being used like that in pop culture and music and everything like that and, and find it okay and not see the hurt that it can cause people. Whereas if you're obviously in the other side of that where you've got ancestors or you've got family who suffer from that day in, day out in 2018, seeing that and hearing that from people you uh, kind of look up to and respect and trailblaze your industry, then that's going to hurt an awful lot more. Yeah, well, it's it's a tough one. As you said, it's definitely, we're kind of more of a, ah, sure, it is what it is kind of a culture. Like, on the flip side, you go, you see what's out there nowadays where there was a clip, and I remember, I think it was Joe Rogan, I saw or heard talking about it a couple of months ago, where Kendrick Lamar or someone like that brought someone up on stage to sing a song with him, uh, a white girl up on stage with him. Obviously, she went fucking nuts. Um, she couldn't believe it. She gets up on stage, and whatever song it was actually had the N-word in it. Oh no, Jesus. So she sings the lyrics to the song to his song that he wrote and published and released to the world. She sings word for word what the song is. The crowd start booing her and he actually apparently stops the song and tells her she can't use that word after inviting her up on stage to sing his song with lyrics he apparently wrote. She sings the lyrics to something that he thought was worthy of dishing out to the world, and when he she quotes it, she's not allowed to do it. 
see, you, you've hit the nail on the head that I was trying to, to make a bit more subtly, but you can use words and phrases that historically are very derogatory and actually have no malice or meaning behind it. Yeah, 100%. You know, just because you use a word does not mean you associate yourself and your belief system with everything that was ever associated with that word. You know, like you said, that song, how many times have people, whether they're white, Asian, black, Mexican, whatever the fuck, have sang a song written by a superstar, a musician or whatever that had that word in it. And we all sang along. We've all sang along to the nursery rhymes. That doesn't make me racist. doesn't make you racist. But, but apparently, totally different situation with Hogan though as well. His did his seemed like yeah his was said in anger not in a yeah how would you go away yeah whatever kind of yeah effing n word uh, wish he I wish he had married an eight foot blah, blah, what was it an eight foot uh, basketball uh, an eight, eight foot basketballer so at least he'd have money or something like that uh, yeah so worth a hundred million dollars and there was something about the when he visited his son in jail did you read that one. Oh, that was a different, wasn't it? It was about something yeah. you made some comment about your man that the son had put, or the son had paralyzed or something. Wasn't yeah. It? And he was afraid that they might come back as uh, mixed race or black people. Oh, He's a piece of shit. He's a full on piece of shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm going to devil's advocate slightly as well, though. He was brought up in a different time. Yeah. No, that's not really it's, it's not it's not but you know what it's it, you often hear it said that you know different upbringings and shit it's in no way excusing it i mm. think uh, after hearing what he said at, at the time i said yeah he he didn't deserve his fucking contract anymore and everything i still thought taking him out of the hall of fame was petty public company i suppose they have to <sighs> you think he's just brothering it up and he doesn't mean these things and he just says these words he doesn't mean them because he's a bit of a tech like you I mean he <laughs> There's not a lot of brain cells up there for him. Jimmy Jimmy Hart still runs his life, you know, when you think about it that way. <laughs> maybe maybe he was just quoting that Booker T promo from that time. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. It's it's If they put him on TV, I don't know if you got the link I sent you earlier. The BBC have, are reporting on it now. Mainstream media. Mean, get to see it, but yeah, if wrestling it's... sites are talking about it, they don't really give a fuck. It's not going anywhere. But when BBC and if ESPN pick it up, mm-hmm. the relationship with ESPN though, they probably won't. Somebody sure. that they don't have a relationship will, if they pick it up in the states, it'll fucking go like wildfire, and they'll have to fire him again because he what, did get a new deal. Look what they did with um, the fabulous Moolah Battle Royal at WrestleMania. <laughs> One sniff of public attention on her and her background completely washed away never mentioned again yep. Yep. it's uh it's hard to imagine that that's not going to happen here in some way shape or form because when you're in the hall of fame you have a legends deal uh which means he has a new deal uh, brian yeah. daniel brian also has a new deal well apparently according to Meltzer, it's on and off he one one day the tanker came out he did and the next day he didn't so i'll, go with, I'll go with the boy srs on this one the accuracy is usually Quite good. Um, yeah. What, uh, what's the details of Brian's deal, at least? Let's move on to something more positive, possibly. Don't know. Don't know. It's just that he's re-signed. Nothing really came out yet. Kind of surprised by that. I didn't think he actually would. Well, I don't know. I, I know he's got a cushy deal there, and obviously Bree's fairly well in, and there's Nikki and the family situation, but I don't know. I think 
I kind of maybe expected more from his wrestling integrity that he might want to go and, you know, perform. He's got to make that money. His, his days of working the the indies should be over by now. I'm not talking about working running indies all over or the world, Japan, but not like, even. Ring of Honor, New Japan, he'd make an absolute fortune doing those. Takahashi. Do you know? Ah, Jesus. Uh, That's... Daniel Bryan yeah. can't be going taking dragon suplexes and, and all sorts of fucking weird moves and dropping on his head because he's yeah, not you, medically you... cleared. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> he's not. True, 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 true. Um, yeah, we've made that comment before. He'd be on the cover of every medical magazine in the world if he was cleared. But anyways. Allegedly. Allegedly. You watching any of the G1? Uh, I'm trying to get bits and pieces of it, all right. I've managed to get the first two nights in. Um I'm still trying to catch up on the rest of us because we were so busy watching all the other wrestling this week. Yeah. Um, Maybe it leaves the G1 till next week then, unless we have a few matches. Anything to watch out for? Um, from the first match, or from the first night, rather, the, the main event, the Jay White versus Okada match. Fantastic. Um, I was kind of saying it to, I remember I was saying to Nikki, I can't remember if I put it in the group chat or not, but just the progression in Jay White in the last couple of months is frightening. Um, it kind of seems that he he was feeling out the character. Now the character is literally just second nature to him, so he's actually able to just focus on his, the wrestling side of shit again, which is stuff he always had down. So it's yeah, it's not a bother to him. Um, yeah, when we saw him in OTT that time, he was very vanilla, but he was good. Yeah, mm. so he's now added the character to it, and he's able. He just has the right balance of everything. Um, he got a really good promo after it as well. Um. I think the I actually I lie I got to see his I got to see his other match as well actually it's the only match I've seen from night three is his match with Tanahashi again really good match the promo afterwards stole it for me um, fantastic one of the best promos I've seen in a long time uh, night two which was from the other block uh, the ones to watch out for were Kota Ibushi versus Zack Saber uh, I don't need to say anymore just don't <laughs> yeah, and you're like, um, move on. It's like, <laughs> quite simple, really. And another one, which again we'll get a uh, well duh, is uh, Naito against Omega. Wow, where, where do you Naito. put it? On, where do you put it on the Reigns gender scale? <laughs> That's a tough one. Um, Seventeen of. I'd, I'd watch this before before Reigns and gender, and then as soon as this ended, I turn off the TV. Good call. <laughs> So thir- 36 reigns genders. 36 reigns genders. Uh, but yeah, so they're, they're kind of four matches so far that really we're watching. Um, uh, I said the fact that Jay White has only had two matches so far and I've called out both of them. Um, he's kind of, for me, been the MVP so far. But uh, expecting big things from uh, Tama Tonga out of this one as well. Yes, yes, sir. So we might cover that a bit more in more detail next week when we don't have a pay-per-view to kind of quickly go over and then shows and all that but therefore you know it's hard to watch five pay-per-views a week when the g1 is on <laughs> you know because it feels like that so it's i like looking up the watch list people say this is the best match of the night watch that one yeah so especially when there's so many tag matches as well to fill those shows it's just oh, like yeah. okay you, you gotta pick and choose uh, I, I, I don't too, watch I any watch. of them yeah yeah just watch the single matches the actual tournament matches yeah that's how i watched best super juniors this year yeah um, do, do you want to talk about extreme rules? <laughs> this will be fun. Vince McMahon was not backstage at extreme rules, Steve. 
For reals? For reals. Uh, Billy Kidman and Triple H ran the show, but Vince was in contact with them from time to time. Uh, the Iron Man was supposed to open the show, and Roman Lashley was supposed to main event it, but it changed it late. Oh, uh, what's the could, logics? Was it uh, fear? Probably. <laughs> well, he fucked all of our predictions, because that was definitely going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think they probably changed the finish of that match, too. Which one? Lashley. Roman Lashley? Yeah. Why, you reckon Big Dog was going to eat? I think he was going to have a, himself a little nibble that night. Okay. Uh, I guess we'll to... Unless it was one of those swerves, you know, to ruins everyone de- everyone's damn prediction leaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why was Vince McMahon there? Did they say or ah, he's probably doing some football things? Well, it's just, it's just no towns. It's no harm though, to be fair, mm. to give the old man a break and let the let the kid take the reins. And whoever booked the matches, fair play to them. All the matches were seven or eight minutes long until Roman Lashley and AJ Rusev, which had well fifteen minutes each. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the Iron Man was 30-odd. Yeah. Um, that's the way to do it. We talked about this a hundred times. All the old WrestleManias that we loved as a kid, seven, eight-minute matches. Yep. Steamboat Savage, eight minutes. And it's famous to this day. Short yep. fucking matches. You don't need to go 20 minutes every fucking four. No. The match positioning on a card and the flow of, of the card are paramount to everything. You know, because that'll determine whether people enjoy themselves or not. Yeah. I never got bored watching it. It nope. just seemed to move along quickly. Yep. Um, yeah. and there was fucking five hours, including the pre-show. Yeah. yeah, one day you'll join me in this. That's that's another reason why these pay-per-views kind of zip along for me sometimes. I miss <laughs> all the crap. No, I wouldn't mind the pre-show. This uh, this Sunday was quite good, was it? Yeah, really, really good. Two great matches. Oh, the, all the New Day Sanity was it? New Day Sanity tables match, and you had Cien Almas and Cara. Very good. Good matches. Yeah. yeah, solid. Like they could easily have been on the main show. Very good. Um, Asuka has not won a major match since winning the Rumble. Thoughts? They have fucked Asuka. How do you fuck Asuka? Well, please, I usually please would. <laughs> <laughs> Got a number or? For a hypno. Oh. Um, baby, Jesus Christ. That's, that's, the, that's the Hogan segment freaked out. <laughs> Can't yeah. take any moral high ground now, Gordo, you dick. I never said I'd use it. <laughs> People would. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're back in we're back in the good graces yeah. of the internet. I, I don't need that. <laughs> my rugged good looks. Um I'm it's weird. I've 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 been trying to put logic towards the Asuka thing for the last couple of months and I can never figure it out. The only thing I can think of is do they think the Kyrie Sane is gonna be a bigger hit overall? She's got better English. She's younger. She has the elbow drop, which is kind of a, a standout. Essentially, if it was back in the Attitude Era, it's where you'll see all the flash bulbs going off. It's possibly the most spectacular finisher on Earth at the moment. Just uh, so good. That and the Eclipse. Yeah. I, well, it's weird. Two women's finishers are two of the best ones. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to offer a suggestion here. Ash doesn't fit the mold of a diva. Oh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> oh, don't worry. That's coming. That's not me trying to be controversial. That's where I see things going, and that's why I don't think she's uh, a big part of it right now. You mean the looks in general, even though the athleticism has improved and the oh, way they're treating has improved? Asuka is an absolutely beautiful woman, but it's just her in-ring style, her persona, it just doesn't fit a diva. She's not like most girls, is what Fitz is saying. Don't paraphrase that, whore. Uh, Lashley, Lashley beat Roman 
Um, but Roman did, you know, had the deal was, you know, if he's going over, I have to kick out of his finisher. You have Roman to bring Roman strong. Yeah, he kicked out of the vertical suplex. Not oh my! <laughs> oh my! Did you oh, see that? What a maneuver! <laughs> Nobody does that. Not even Seth Rollins. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, what the absolute fuck? Seriously. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was it, very happy with that result, though. Let's let's wait until Raw because I think it'll feed into our end game of Raw. Yeah. What I will say, I didn't entirely hate that match because it was a hard hitting match. It was it reminded me in a lot of ways, weirdly enough, of the Reigns Lesnar first WrestleMania match, where it, it was, was actually, it was stiff enough. They laid their shit in. I still think it went long. Yeah, but so it was you, It wasn't terrible. Are you telling me that you enjoyed a match of the two time Hall of Famer Bobby Lashley? Um, no, I didn't. I didn't. I won't say I enjoyed the match that WrestleMania one main event or Bobby Lashley. Um, <laughs> I thought, as I said, it wasn't terrible and it's probably his best match since he's come back. Oh, comfortably. So, yeah. and at the end of the day, we've said it before Roman can bring it. Roman, the performer in the ring, will get good matches out of most people. Yeah, he's never going to do an AJ Styles on it, but he's always going to bring a, a good match out of people. And the fact and that I think it was it was Bobo matched up against someone his size that the two of them literally could just swing for each other. A prop, yeah. as you said, yeah, hoss match. Yeah, it works. It's why it's why seeing a JBL was a decent enough match when that happened at the time when JBL was having stinkers with anyone not called Guerrero. Um, <laughs> it was it was because the two of them went in and beat the seven shades of shit out of each other for twelve minutes. So yep. the, the matches work and they can actually make guys look good. This match made that. Um, that extreme rules curtain jerker Bobby Lashley uh, looked decent. So yeah, he's plummeting already. We haven't even gotten. My God, he's that's a steep decline. We will have to reinstate him into the Hall of Fame for a law because he's going to come up a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Fucking, we're reinstating everyone. Why so do with him as well? Hey. Um. Uh. The biggest story we'll say was the crowd at um during the Iron Man match. <laughs> So they had the clock on the screen, but then they took it off. And the oh. crowd were doing the Royal Rumble count along for the last 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> but then there's the gift that went around of Ziggler and Rollins talking to each other in a rest hold. And Ziggler's like, it's worse that the clock is gone. And Rollins, they really should have just left it up. <laughs> yeah, we're doing it every 15 or 20 seconds because they didn't know when the fucking 10 second countdown was supposed to be. <laughs> they wait 15 seconds after finishing one and then it fucking just do another one. No. The the whole story was oh typical wrestling fans and of course fucking Bubba Ray Dudley had his say. Um oh, get I I will never there was no CM Punk chant, so that's always a good one. Yeah. Um, I'll never badmouth fans when they're they've been sitting there for at this stage probably four hours and forty five minutes. They're bored out of their minds. The match you know remember how you said last week it's annoying, an Iron Man match can be annoying because you know there's no surprises. In terms of the finish, you know how long you have to wait. Sometimes I wish I could just skip straight to the end. I I called the last the the last move. Yeah, I called to perfection. It's they they are that formulaic. Yeah, but Um, you hit the nail on the head, Steve. I think you you know they didn't do the CM Punk's. They didn't do the boring. They weren't doing the Mexican wave. They weren't doing beach balls. This wasn't the crowd that were shitting on a match. This is just a crowd having a bit of fun while a match was happening that they knew was going to last another 15-20 minutes. So it's, you know, Bubba Ray, go fuck yourself. You know, you're just fucking trying to draw publicity for yourself at this stage. 
I'm fucking people like that just piss me off really. Let's go full Joey numbers at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing matters in an Iron Man match until the last five, six minutes. Bingo. Yeah. Though. It's it's a tough match to book in this day and age. Yeah. It was yeah. Brett and Sean, you know, like fair, twenty years ago. To but, be fair, they tried to, to keep it exciting by having a high number of finishes in it. But when that happened very quickly, what was it like? 12 minutes into the match, and I think that's when Drew attacked. So it was 3-0 up to Seth Rollins after 12 minutes or something like that, which is, in itself is a bit implausible because you're thinking, these are two of the best guys on the roster. You're not going to have two clean pinfall wins over one of them in 12 minutes. I, so- have, I have a stat on that. I actually done some research. Yes, love a good stat. Yeah. So during this match, so obviously the end result was 5-4 to Ziggler. Uh, Since WrestleMania, on TV, Seth Rollins had only been pinned three times. (laughs) I'm sorry, four times. Sorry, four times. To (laughs) find the fifth time he was pinned, I believe it was the 12th of March when Finn Balor pinned him. So to find the last five times Rollins was pinned on TV, you have to go back to March. Yet he was pinned five times in the space of 30, 34 minutes in this. Uh, even even less because... Minutes, sorry, 31 and a half or 30... Well, allow for the minute or so of a break when Kurt was coming out. So we'll say 32 minutes. Oh, he, was pinned, he was pinned as many times as he was since March. So like that's that's where the point I was about to put my pulse on there is, you know, we're wrestling fans. We have to spe- suspend our belief system a, a lot of the time and to, to varying degrees, but when you see that happening, you're like, oh. you almost prefer a low count to keep the match interesting, to keep fans on their toes. When they see the figures going up and up and up and up, they're like, oh, well, this is just fucking weird. Okay. It's a very tricky situation. And I don't, the, I don't know if there's a way of keeping that sort of crowd entertained for so long in this current economic climate within the wrestling environment. The show was remo- it was moving along so well and then screeching halt. Yeah, like it was nice short matches and then bang. Now, obviously, the reason the matches were short was because they knew they had a half hour or thirty five minute main event, and they had ten matches on the card for the main event. Yeah, I mean, I, sure. I do want to. I do want to point out, Coach had a fuck up. A big no fuck way. Up. Are you fucking yeah. serious? Uh, sure. Coach in the early stages of the Ironman match said that Cena HPK was one of the greatest Ironman matches of all time. They never had an Ironman match. Oh man, Bret Hart, I assume he meant. Um, I don't know, but I, I, I was thinking maybe he was referring to the the, the was a fifty four minute match or whatever they had oh, over in London at the time. Yeah, on Raw. But uh, yeah, I, I as soon as I copped it, I was like, I'm fucking writing that shit down. I need to hold on to that. <laughs> Cena, Bret Hart, often mistaken. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're practically the same guy. Bret yeah. Hart became John Cena so quick, so slowly. I didn't even notice. Uh, mid nineties winged eagle versus spinner belt in the mid two thousands. It's just yeah. easy, easy mistake. Chuck and cheese, man. But um, small, small Canadian guy, giant American <laughs> dude. <It's good. laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I like this whole match. As I said, it was a screeching hall kind of a thing. And did they, you have a crowd who sit here this long, and they've had. Like there were solid matches, but I mean, realistically, you'd say two to three good matches in a relatively vocal town for the most part. They're going to get shit faced because it's Pittsburgh. Yeah, they're always rowdy. They're either going to be pissed or they're chewed out, or it's just they're they're gone by the main event. So 
they're, they're like just, me watching Raw. Yeah, but that's the thing. They're gonna do it. Like they're, they're gonna go off on these fucking weird tangents and stuff. It's not a disrespect to what's going on in the ring. It was a solid enough match. But when you have a match where they know that the business end is twenty minutes away and they're already pissed or they're just zoned out from what they fucking had to sit through for the last four and a half hours. Yep. Like you have to do something. Like you have you had the wild card of Drew on the outside in the early stages. If he hadn't have been thrown out, you could have said maybe get him on uh get the ref call in an audible to the ref and say, Here, get Drew on a fucking microphone and just start fucking trash talking during the fucking match. Mm-hmm. Something simple like that, just something to bring a bit more heat back onto the match, take the crowd out of it. By getting Drew eliminated, I know, or getting Drew sent to the back, I know they kind of took that away, but it's something that they potentially could have tried factoring in of leaving him out there as a as a heap, as a bit of heat. What was the name of the pay per view? Extreme Rules. And the uh, pl- guy got ejected from ringside. Yep, the man who had to fight to get his spot at ringside got ejected from ringside yeah. for doing something extreme at Extreme Rules. My other problem was the the restart. You know, you know, when it's a draw, the champion retains, and then they restart it. But isn't the idea to make the heel think he's one v the draw? He weasels out, and then he he's forced to go back to the ring, and then he gets caught. Isn't that? The whole trope. Well, maybe this is their way of counting it, uh, surprising us. This was the big shock they had planned for the whole thing. As Fitz said, we kind of we suspended our belief because we have to, because we always assume that something like that's going to happen. So maybe this was their way of throwing a sort of curveball at us, so that next time it happens, we don't know is the heel going to win or not. And the heat of Rollins, because he's you know he previously he'd been so hot, right? And now he's beaten twice in the space of a couple of minutes. You know, he's beaten as in he's lo- he's lost his chance of the title, and then he's pinned, and then he definitely loses his chance of the title. He's, uh, he, he's uh, so smoldering right now. Smoldering. Yeah. Book heel. That's that's the way they go. I want to talk about Raw. Before Here. we go, actually, did you see who was at the performance center training with the boys? No. Keith, Keith Lee? No, well, he was there anyway because they signed <laughs> everyone. Uh, Kane Velasquez. Ooh, that is insane. So he was in training with Norman Smiley, um, and he was at the NXT tapings, which I won't spoil. Have you read any spoilers, or have you seen any spoilers? I had one big thing spoiled. No, okay, I'm spoiler free, and that's the I way am. to be. And someone told <laughs> someone told me because they thought it aired on NXT last night. Uh, well, WWE. The big thing is, where would I have fucking gotten chance to see it? Between when it aired last night and when I got to fucking work this morning. Well, WWE spoiled it themselves as well. I have They're the worst that. for that. Well, not even it. There's many things. Um, yeah. So avoid them at all costs. I don't mind. I read the spoilers. I want to know. Because if I can eliminate some wrestling shows from my week, I'm going to do it. If this one looks shit, not going to watch it. Uh, but Cain Velasquez hasn't fought in two years. Training at the PC. Hmm. Can we can we fire Lashley and sign Kane up instead, please? Yes, please. That's gotta be that. Kane. <laughs> I tweeted it. Nobody's retweeted yet. It was oh, very depressing. <laughs> I tweeted it earlier. Um, ah, fuck it. Raw. Big dog. Big dog. Big dog. Brock Lesnar and his mythical Universal title, Steve. What's Caught. a Brock Lesnar? It's an old, old wooden ship. Oh, okay. Used in the Civil War era. And is the Universal title like the, the thing that propels that? or 
It's uh, it's floors that are made of rich mahogany. Uh, is there many leather bound books in this place? Yeah, believe it or not, quite a few. They're going to oh, okay. think they're going to actually um, put a new wing on the ah. title house. Ah. <laughs> Mil- Milk was definitely a bad choice. Yeah. Let's just keep quoting Angerman. We've got an hour left. We can probably talk about Angerman for the next hour. Discovered by the Germans in 1903, it was originally called San Diego, which of course in German means a whale's vagina. I was going to shout big dog. (laughs) Baxter? You had a whole wheel of keys? Here comes the big dog! Big dog! Big dog! I'm the big dog. You know, the big dog, Roman Reigns. So Kurt Angle is, excuse me, I'll get his name right. General, general manager Kurt Angle, trademark, is in the ring and he thanks those who competed at Extreme Rules, says, you know, one man did not compete and mentions the ultimatum that he laid out. He officially strips Lesnar of the title, but Heyman comes out. Um, oh my God, what am I, what's going on with my notes here? Every week there's one part where everything just goes, What? Kurt stops the Paul <laughs> stuff. What the fuck do they mean by that? Paul goes to do his intro. <laughs> oh, I should have read further. Thanks, Gordo. So if, any, <laughs> if someone could read ahead and spot where I'm going to fuck up my own text, that'd be great. <laughs> Professional. Uh, so, yeah. So Heyman does the reigning, defending, blah, blah, blah. Kurt stops it. But Heyman did the whole thing. Brock Lesnar is not here tonight, which is quite cool. Uh, Remind me of the Simpsons thing. It was like, you know, tonight, blah, 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 football game will not be seen tonight. <laughs> um, Kurt goes to trip uh, Lesnar of the belt again, and then we had the whole where's the title chant, which was quite cool. Yeah, um, fans are starting to turn a bit, are they? Yeah. I think a lot of them turn because Vince made them turn too. Do you know that the casuals are like, no, this is bullshit, when they probably didn't even notice there was a belt there before. They probably yeah. talked the international title was. But it's good. Either way, it's good. And I working. suppose as of right now, at that moment of the show... You weren't faced with the prospect of De Bidur taking the belt either, so you, you you still have hope that they can give it to someone good. Now I'll correct you there. Uh, we have to be sure that is he still the big dog? Because he did lose to the other dog on uh, Sunday night. He's still the big dog, but in no longer his yard. Oh, I, I know, I know that man. He has no yard. No, Gordo has the stats. So when he loses, he loses his ownership of the yard. Is it just a corner of the yard, or is it the entire yard? No, no. He he essentially loses the ownership of the yard, but to an extent, he can maintain squatters' rights. I see. But he's still the large canine of the yard. He, no, he he's just a large canine. He's, okay. he's essentially a large dog. It was on the dirt sheets that he's actually after renting a new kennel. So I don't know how true this is. An mm. extra, an over, uh, a plus size kennel because he is the big dog. I see. I'm lost. Now let's try this again. Whose yard is it? It is Lashley's yard. Roman okay. is a, Roman has just got a, a plus size kennel in it. Perfect. Okay, we can carry on then. Now that exactly. And Dean Ambrose is on sabbatical in Ireland. I see. Where is Seamus? <laughs> He's on honeymoon with, Rene, with Renee Young. I see. An ember is smoldering with Seth Rollins. Ah, okay. Mike, Tom, Tom, Mike. He's in love with Kathy Kelly. I thought Kathy Kelly was, is, was in love with Finn Balor. No, that's oh, not that ended. No, no. Yeah. Ah. That, that ended. That ended when Balor became the Rainbow Demon. Yeah. Ah, because she hates gay people. Exactly. 
allegedly. Oh, so much sense, allegedly. I'm sure she's a lovely woman. I don't mean that. I mean, I'm sure she's a lovely woman. But, uh... <laughs> Uh, uh, tangents. <laughs> what did we add on there? Kathy Kelly might be homophobic. Just remember that one. <laughs> but definitely is not. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, lovely woman, all the same. I, I do like Kathy Kelly. She seems cool. Anyway, uh, Brock loves being in the WWE. Of course he does. He makes $12 million a year to show up four times. Um, Heyman says that he's going to take the Universal title into the UFC. To that, I say lol. Dana White won't let that thing inside the building. He, he won't be able to allow to bring it in his bag. <laughs> uh, he compared it to Angle going for titles while he still had the Olympic gold, which makes no sense. No, uh, you always have the gold. Yeah, exactly. he wasn't competing in both of them at the same time. Yeah. Now I think he put on the. Did he lose the? Did he lose the medals once? I think he put them up for grabs in a match. <laughs> yeah, it was against Benoit. So someone yeah. someone had them down their pants at one stage. <laughs> that's right. Yes, yeah, right. Um, so Kurt tells him that uh, Brock defends at SummerSlam or he's no longer champion um, uh, didn't he just try to strip the belt twice a minute ago was my thought you, you know why did you give him to SummerSlam Kurt Angle master negotiator that's true <laughs> uh, so Brock defends at SummerSlam uh, Heyman def- congratulates the fans for being vocal and wanting more Lesnar thought that was brilliant <laughs> that is old school brilliance right there mm-hmm. uh, it was up to the fans the network would be all Brock Lesnar <laughs> It's great. Um, then, um, where was he? Curtain jerker at Extreme Rules. Bobby Lashley appears. And he says he has two goals, beating Roman at the Extreme Rules and to beat Brock. It's a very limited contract he's working there then. Thankfully. Oh, he's just not very ambitious. Yeah. Um, and then all the clowns came out of the car. We had... Drew McIntyre appears and he says phase one was to keep the Intercontinental title with Ziggler and now it's time for phase two and he got hella yes chance even though he didn't get much of a reaction when he first came out. Mm. So that worked well. Um, Rollins appears. Loud. Loud reaction. He's currently so less hot. Yeah, but he's currently less hot. Oh, no. um, he states his claim to Lesnar also. Elias appears. Um, yeah, Elias things. He says his album laughed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Uh, he says his album drops next week and suggests uh, Kurt rides that success all the way to SummerSlam. <laughs> uh, and then after that, we found out that Balor Club has come to Buffalo, apparently, whatever that means. Um, this Balor Club thing is ridiculous. Balor Club is here, that's like boss time and big dog now. Just <laughs> It's like, what does that mean? Balor Club comes to. Nobody it's knows what it means. Yes. <laughs> so stupid. Um, uh, yeah. So he says he's the first Universal Champ. No mention of the rematch, however. So that's gone, essentially. Has that expired now? Statute of Limitations is gone. I don't know. Does the Statute of Limitations count when there was no champion around for him to fucking cash it in against? That's true. Maybe it was suspended, like Brock's contract. Oh. <gasps> She, it's all coming together, Kat bum, Kelly. Bum, bum. Oh, um, she's over the moon. Got it. <laughs> perfect. Love it. <laughs> uh, then we had the big dog. Um, coach says they all have a point, but Cole says nobody has a bigger claim to the title than Roman. Like, uh, okay. Okay. He lost last night to one of the guys in the ring. I think now Lashley has the claim to the title, surely. To be fair, out of the six guys, only two people won matches at Extreme Rules. But eh, logic. logic. Roman and Seth lost through and Elias didn't have matches. Only Balor and Lashley won. 
Uh, he says he just wants to fight tonight and doesn't care about Brock because he's so valiant. Um, so if he so doesn't he, care about the universal title, then why is he in the ring? Yeah, he, well, he's in the match anyway. Because <laughs> he tried to find us where his new kennel was. He's gotten a title match or an opportunity at a title match, even when he didn't no, want it. He's got an opportunity at an opportunity for a title match. For, so uh, where, for where, oh. where, where does Cathy Kelly's homophobia affect this? <laughs> Allegedly, uh, we'll we'll crawl for that later when we're talking about Sasha Banks and Bailey. Yes. <laughs> okay. Let's actually, when we do that, forget the Kelly Kelly stuff. Forget that's out the window. <laughs> um, so he's yeah. Um, how endearing to the common man that this guy who didn't even want it gets it. But anyway, Kurt makes two triple threat matches, and the winners face each other next week for the winner to face Brock. Um. Yeah, Constable Corbin is upset backstage because he didn't get authorization from authorization from Steph, and uh, Corbin is also upset that Kurt didn't put him in one of the matches. And I thought, so I wonder what happens next. So I thought maybe Corbin would come out and interfere. The Balor Reigns and Drew McIntyre match. Steve, you had thoughts on this one. Uh, Jesus, fantastic First, match. Before you, that, before you do that, Balor hit a dive and they didn't go to break. Yeah, is that even allowed? I don't think so. I think Kevin Dunn might have been in the jacks or something. Uh, that, that would explain it. His teeth weren't long enough to reach the button. Um, <laughs> there was another dive where Drew done a dive and rolled back into the ring and went to pin Roman so they were about to go to the break. Yeah. Michael went to do a segue and then he had to turn around and cut it off because the camera panned back into Drew trying to pin Roman. Yep. That match was fantastic. You know, that was probably the match of the week, even including Extreme Rules. Um, I'm open to correction on that, but that was, that was my favorite match of the week. Uh, the crowd were hot. Um, Seth Rollins level hot. Jesus. I know. I, I was getting a tan just watching it from the heat coming from my screen. Uh, yes. The problem, the big problem with this, and it's, I feel bad saying this because you're, you're slating a good match, but a match is, can only be as good as the outcome of the match. Not, not, that's not necessarily meaning that the right winner has to win, but the story, the sequence has to make sense. So you had stupid, sexy batter up against Drew, up against Roman. Massive stuff. Balor hitting a, a dive over the top. Drew fucking hitting a dive over the top. Crowd were hot for Balor. So, so hot. He looked like he was getting a win, did a couple of uh, sling blades, drop kicks to the corner, looked like he was going for the coup de gras, gets pulled out of the ring to the crowd's utter despair, the bigger wins. Like, you've got the bigger who's had so many opportunities, opportunity after opportunity for the last four years. Crowd are not getting behind it, they don't give a flying fuck. And then you've got a match that lasts probably, I think it was about three ad breaks in this match. So you're arguably talking a total match length of like 25 to 30 minutes. I think for TV a live time, crowd. I think TV time from open to raw, which was all one reel, you know, the match being made and the mm. match happening was about 45 minutes overall. TV time, about 45 minutes. That Yeah, that makes sense. So I think you're talking probably about a 30 minute match for the crowd to... I don't want to say endure, but participate with. Um, so they have had this match and they're invested in this match. And they're seriously invested in Balor winning because he's the most overface in that match. 
he's doing the most overfaced things in the match. Even when Drew brings a chair into this match and does bastard heel things, Balor then picks up the chair and does even bastard or heel things by beating the living shite out of Roman Reigns with it. Not suffering from stupid babyface syndrome, he realizes there's no DQ and he can beat the shit out of people with chairs. Do it. Smart man. Like, even the one of the guys watching the match here said, has Balor just turned heel? I was like, no. Balor's smart. That's what he does. And if anyone had a brain cell in the back, they would have been into the referee's ear and saying, change, change, change. Balor wins, Balor wins, Balor wins. We're saying he's smart, but what if somebody's music could play it? Would he turn and face the Titantron and then be attacked from behind? Like, just, Where is that music coming from? I must look away. He'd just get up on the fucking top rope, flip off the stage, and then fucking do a coup de grace. Because that's the way <laughs> Balor operates. Yeah. But this was the perfect time for an audible. You know, you got to just go roll with the punches. And I don't know if I'm going to ruin your script and your, your flow here, but the, the, the other triple threat to determine... Who the big dog wins, or who the big dog faced off against next week? Oh, uh, you, you, you could have told a good story with this, but then decided to, you know, sit us down in the dentist chair, open our mouths wide, and just take a big ass shit in our face. Who took the pin, Steve? It was stupid, sexy Balor off of a spear. Sure was. Yeah, have to protect Drew, though. That's the thing. Uh, you haven't heard the intro yet because I hadn't I hadn't got a finish to play it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Roman won with the spear. Lashley won with the spear. Yep. So now you've got a rematch from Extreme Rules. Reigns Lashley with the winner to face Lesnar at SummerSlam. How uninspiring is this? Yep. Like it's fair enough. Bad. The point I made to to Steve in our executive production meeting at. Uh, um, the superest of Max. There we go. <laughs> I was struggling there big time. <laughs> um, fair enough. Okay, you know who you want to have in that match against Lesnar at SummerSlam. If it's the Big Dark, fine. You know, whatever. Not my choice. If it's Les- if it's Lashley, fair enough. Not necessarily my choice. But whoever it is, you already know who's going there. So why not have someone new go up against them next week and have a bit of a new, fresh storyline? so that you can continue working new angles and keeping people involved and excited. Two things I said to you the other day was, Balor was in the match to take the pin, and Elias was in the other match to take the pin, because nobody yep. else could take the pin between them. Yep, you want to protect the two boys. And I'm also going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to predict next week, um, and we're going to have Roman wins, because that'll 50-50 it against their match at Extreme Rules. 100%. Or we have some sort of a fuck finish, and it's a triple threat, which... Lesnar, the monster in the bank, gets involved in, and somehow he makes it a fatal four way. <sighs> Neither of these matches, anybody, I, I'll watch Roman Lesnar again. That, I, they're not bad matches. I it's just, I'm not, not going to look forward. What are you going to see that you haven't seen already? Exactly. I'll watch it again. Not exactly looking forward to it. Kicking out of an extra F5. That's about all Can you imagine the crowd in Brooklyn watching that match? Being the main event of what's going to be a five, six hour show. Like New York, Brooklyn crowds are smart. You know, again, we, we often nail home this point repeatedly. If you're in a crowd like Chicago, Brooklyn, LA, you know, you need to play the crowd. If you've got Reigns Lesnar main eventing for a 20 to 25 minute match, 
what? Why are you going to be surprised that Beach Balls and CM Punk chants are going to come out? And a lot, a good chunk of this crowd is also going to be after. Uh, I was going to say sitting through. That's a bad thing. So that's a bad way of putting it because they'll actually enjoy it. But uh, take over the night before. Yeah. So this is going to be essentially coming into potentially their ninth hour of wrestling across two nights, mm-hmm. and that's what you're going to serve them. Yeah, I think I think this is where it's somewhere along the line. I yeah, I, think, I don't see I this being a one-on-one shot. I think Braun calls a shot. I don't think it's an on-the-night cash-in. Imagine okay. if it's Lashley versus Lesnar. I would take that before Reigns Lesnar. I think either one, I don't think many people care at this stage. There must be something else involved because nobody cares who wins that match next week and nobody cares who faces him at SummerSlam. If really. Lash- and I, I do, to be honest with you, I don't see Lashley beating Reigns next week because that means you've got Reigns losing to Lashley twice clean within the space of eight days. That's going to look bad on the big there. But hypothetically speaking, if Lashley was to win, at least you've got Lashley, Lesnar, main eventing SummerSlam. It's new, it's fresh. People won't shit over it straight away, depending on how the match actually goes. And I, I suspect that it'll be a fairly short match because both guys are just two big bastards. Uh, it could even go down to the lines of like an eight-minute Goldberg match, which wasn't the technical masterclass, but at least it was entertaining. Um, something else I said to you uh, the other day at our executive boardroom. Um, Lesnar's retaining the title. I think he retains to really stick the boot in here. I think they want to piss the fans off even more. I can see it, can see it happening. Because he doesn't have to really... He's not fighting until January in the UFC, if reports are believed. He doesn't have to go into camp until October, November. Maybe, maybe September, maybe. Okay, so, so if he is retaining, book that match. Who's in the match with him? Uh, Lashley, yeah, probably. I think if it's Roman, he's dropping the title. I think if it's Lashley, he's retaining. And then maybe he retains and then uh, Braun gets him afterwards or something. Maybe. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to... You know, Smackdown was great this week, so I'm not covering all the raw. Fuck it. I don't think either of us want to, or any of us want to do that. No. Bailey and Sasha. Exactly. Yeah. This is the talking point. Um, I'm trying to find out my notes here. So backstage, Kurt asks Bailey about the therapy shit. Uh, it didn't work, was said a few times by commentary and Kurt and Bailey. I thought it was a little bit of an inside joke. Never a true word spoken. Yeah. And Kurt says he's been going about this the wrong way all along and that here on Monday Night Raw, they settle things in the ring. Lol. <laughs> it's like, why did you say that the first time? <sighs> One on there. Yep. Uh, with tag team match later, they said, if they can't get along, say uh, Bailey and Sasha, uh, one of them is getting traded to SmackDown. At this stage, right, why would either of them care if the other one leaves the show? Because it they him? might be the one that's leaving. Yeah, they don't want to be the one that's leaving. They're, they're like, Triple H, I don't want to work Tuesdays. Yeah. Maybe. But like, they probably just want to get away from each other at this point, don't they? Well, Sasha doesn't. You don't uh, want any moves. Um, so basically the match was something stupid uh, Dana fucking what's her face and Alicia Fox uh, against Bailey and Sasha and the ref DQ Sasha for saving Bailey on the outside after Foxy had the she had her back and was laying in shots she tacked Dana and Fox to save her friend thus proving that they can work together and the ref DQs them VAR uh, no like th- this one is 
less muddy for me. I think Sasha did go over the top. She was beating seven shades of shit out of both of them for too long and just continually like ignoring the ref's call. So of other ones we've seen recently, this one made a little bit more sense. I think weak sauce here. Weak sauce. But anyway, that's the beauty of this. Um, so she hits a crossbody from the apron on them. Um, and then does this mean that when we see dies before breaks that the wrestler is DQ'd and during the break, general manager Kurt Angle restarts the match? That explains it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because we saw a whole dive. Um, so yeah, to sum up, Kurt says they must work together. So when Sasha does that, the ref DQs her. That was the way I read it. <laughs> Anyway, that's not the story. So don't work together. Don't work together, and you neither neither of you go to SmackDown. Um, so backstage afterwards, Bailey asks what happened, and Sasha's standing there, and Sasha says that she wants to be uh, what is it? She wanted to beat up Bailey, but she'd be damned if anyone else does. So she loves everything about Bailey, and and says that she loves her, always has, and always will. Packs her bags and leaves. What kind of love are we talking here, Gordo? I don't know, but this is like walking into a fucking minefield with a sledgehammer. Let's um, not have HLA in the PG area. <laughs> it's we all have, I'm, yeah. All I'm hoping is this is false sense of security, so she can turn and lay uh, beat seven shades of shit out of her. Yeah, because they, they don't handle sensitive had, topics. No, we had it back and forth with Jordan on Twitter about this actually. It's the crack, Jordan. What up? Um, and we were all kind of saying, <laughs> this is a sensitive subject for them. Subtlety is not their strong suit. Um, parody and stupid bullshit, toilet humor, whatever, that's what they're good at, or making fun of things out in the world that they're not allowed to do anymore. As I brought up, I'd love for them to be able to take the piss out of SJW and a constantly offended culture and those stupid Stan accounts. I'd love that. But they they can't do that anymore, and I have no faith in them being able to walk on eggshells with this one. No, it's it's gonna go badly. Like we brought up some of the stuff down through the years. Uh, was it was uh, shit? What stuff we have? We had Katie Vick, we had yeah. Eugene, uh, Al Wilson. Um, <laughs> pa- 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 Paddy brought up May Young giving birth to a hand. Yeah, um, there's an awful lot of weird shit. Uh, Billy and Chuck's wedding. Oh Jesus! So that's that's the sort of stuff that normally happens when we go with these. Um, I'm just, I'm imagining we're a couple of months away from uh, Alexa Bliss hosting a Bailey. This is your wife segment. <laughs> <laughs> so I I don't have much hope for this. I um, we all know, and we've all heard the rumors that. Big old lady bollocks jaws herself. Stephanie McMahon has a hard on for wanting Balor to be uh, a fruitier character on TV and possibly go down the route of having a gay angle. She wants a like an LGBT character or someone that supports it or something like that. Why not use Sonya Deville, who actually is? Yes. Darren Young, who I was never a fan of in the ring, but also was. And he came out and was the first one, the first guy ever to do it in WWE, as far as I remember. Yeah. So I think that that kind of got shot down when they realized that Balor was so over and obviously realized with his background in the Bullet Club, trademarked New Japan Pro Wrestling, they said, no, okay, well, we'll leave that one alone. So I think what they're doing is they're possibly testing the water here 
and seeing what the public reaction was to this very scripted backstage promo. So if they've seen, okay, if people pick up on the fact that it might be a romantic angle and what's the, the feels and the reaction for that, if it's more welcoming and open, I think they might go down the route of actually doing something with it. If not, they've got the angle of doing the whole bait and switch, like Gordo said, and um, getting Sasha to lure Bailey into a false insecurity and just turning her back and absolutely destroying her. Yeah, they have an out either way here. Exactly. So it's it. I, I like it because it's new. We haven't seen it before. Um, the catchphrase "King Comma Rust Without" from Cultaholic is very adamant that this is a sibling love uh, and not a romantic love. So, again, like they said, it was very ambiguous in terms of the phrasing and the wording used. That's why I called it a very scripted backstage promo because it leaves it open to interpretation. So I think next week will tell a lot or possibly send us further down the rabbit hole. But it's new. It's interesting. It's getting me involved. Um, that's all we can really ask for from a storyline. Yeah, got people talking. I fear for it. I like the idea, though. If they do it, it's kind of cool. Something new. Also, the fact that they think that people who watch wrestling don't also internet because Sasha Frank is happily married and her husband works backstage and Bailey is engaged with a professional wrestler as well. So uh, It's going to be the 2018 version of Kayfabe that'll have to go and delete all the old pictures on their Instagram accounts. <laughs> <laughs> who is this man? Um... Nothing else happened on Raw. Swell. Oh no, Rousey. Rousey was good. Stone Cold yeah. uh, Ronda Rousey was quite cool. Yeah. You didn't like it? No. Really? Nope. I was a big fan of Baron Corbin in this situation. I was the opposite, but there you I go. Liked, I liked Corbin, but I thought Rousey, uh, I think she got probably the biggest reaction to the whole show. Yeah. Not even close. So. I love Rousey. I love the, what they're doing with her, but just Okay, you're suspended. Bullshit anyway, but okay, you're suspended. You break your suspension. Kevin Owens got fired for doing something similar fucking not too long ago. And he wasn't, Kurt wasn't going to do that until Corbin came out. And then suddenly it's a one week uh, additional suspension. Like she caught up with Alexa and hit that judo throw on her and then tried to get her in an armbar. But Kurt makes a match for SummerSlam and Ronda's going to be uh, facing Alexa for the title. Um, but yeah. Quite cool. He what did they add on extra week or something? Yeah, an extra week. So Wednesday week. Why are they, why are we suspending people until Wednesdays and not Mondays when the show was on? It was it was thirty days from when she was originally <sighs> suspended, which would be four day four weeks plus two days, and then put onto a Wednesday automatically. Uh, that sort of thing wouldn't matter now. Back in the day, yeah, no, but quick maths, <laughs> quick maths. Uh, yeah, um, bleh, rest of raw. Mojo versus Tyler Breeze was one thing I wanted to bring. I'll bring that up later, actually, in SmackDown. Ziggler versus Bobby Roode, Gordo. Pumped? Oh, why? Like, just... I mean, it's fresh. Totally fresh. Why? I, <laughs> I, I, was getting, I was getting interested in Ziggly Puff again. But this literally... I, I've seen this. The ring was just a different color, and the title was different. <laughs> <laughs> they had the same match on SmackDown for yeah. the US title. And I would imagine I would imagine it was almost move for move the same fucking thing. Like ah fuck it. I I'm happy to see Drew get or to see Dolph getting such a regular run and shit, so I'm not gonna complain mm -hmm. too much, but I did like his uh championship title shiner man that he had. Oh, that's, that's, well for him. that's perfect. It, it, it's essentially the the more 
you know, proper version of Mr. Bootyworth having that sort of uh, bitch uh, alongside you. But, but is, um, isn't it nice seeing this, you know, cocky, confident side of Dolph Ziggler back again? Oh, but perfect. I'm ha- him having something to be cocky and arrogant about. You know, for so many years, we've seen him being, oh, I'm the, the show stealer, uh, blah, 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 whatever catchphrase he uses. But, you know, it's not legitimate until you have some gold. And when you have gold, like Conor McGregor, once you back up what you're talking, that's when it's more legit. Yep. Uh, Buzzword of the week. I'm going to bring that in so I don't talk about them all the time. B-team versus Ascension, right? So we'll talk about the B-team. And uh, last night they knocked off, knocked off Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. They beat them to win the titles. They can't even say win now. So they knocked them off for the titles. Is that the logic? And uh, uh, also on commentary earlier on the night, um, they brought up the fact that Bobby Lashley knocked off Roman Reigns. The four time WrestleMania main event of Roman Reigns was knocked off by Bobby Lashley. <sighs> Just you can't even say win when the two guys are there with Matt and Bray's titles, they're holding their titles. They beat them, they won, they gained victory over, got a pinfall. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Matt and Bray get a rematch next week. Uh, I don't care about anything else. Uh, apart from uh, coach's word of the hour, what, what, the, what? I can't understand. Uh, talking about why are you talking over me? I'm trying to talk right now. Listen, Stephen. Oh. To... <laughs> Do you remember uh, when Nakamura debuted his new team and the commentators wouldn't shut the fuck up because <laughs> there was uh, vocals in the song and they were shouting over it? Coach and Michael Cole shouted over each other during. I think it was Mojo Rawley's entrance. Yep. Poisonous, cancerous television. When you see, you can't even focus on anything when everyone's shouting. Yep. <sighs> you heard out that that word for R two was opening, um, and since Cole talked over him, Coach then and I said and I quote, "It's okay." The word was opening, and as in, I slid it into the opening. <laughs> what? Yeah, that is an exact quote. The word for the hour is opening. Uh, don't worry, Michael. I slid it uh, because even though you talked, sorry, don't worry that you talked over me, Michael. I slid it into the opening. Mm. There is a consensual penis joke in there. Yep. Um, one other small bit. Now, I didn't watch this. I read about it. So you might be able to tell me. Sarah Logan is now a Viking, not someone from Uncle Tater's farm or whatever the hell she was. Yeah, she apparently has a heritage from over here in the West, in the West of Ireland. Ireland. The West yeah. of Ireland. So, she, so uh, we can claim her. She can play for Ireland. Yeah, she can play, she can play for Mayo. Wait. <laughs> um yeah, so apparently since she has that, and you could tra- uh, you, you could trace some of the ancestry back to the Vikings and stuff like that. So apparently she's part Viking. Ah, sure, the Logans from down the road. The, the Logans, the Logans there from. You know, I believe it's uh, Mary, Mary Logan's young one. That that's her. The, 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 one it? the same. One the same. Do you hear poor Mary's not well? Is she not no, well? What Jesus? Not, oh, not well. No. The, doctor, the doctors on to her. Or... Yeah, yeah. I saw her down the shop the other day buying her milk and bread. Did she look shook now? Oh, Jesus, the poor, the, the poor creator. And Tom Logan only out himself. Oh, only just, only just out. So he is only just yeah. gone, gone off the pasture. So he is. And the son abroad in Australia. No one to help. Wouldn't even fucking come back for the fucking funeral. And the oh. daughter of WWE superstar. The raw ratings were up 400,000 viewers, so they got a little bump. So theory that I'd seen online, have people copped on and they, they know the score will go home shows now. There's no need to watch them. Um, do you think that's the case? Well, the last 
6, 12, 18 months have all suggested that go-home shows are eminently missable. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's just a case that maybe the top rock would be there and then they had a hot start and maybe they stuck with it. Uh, compared to last week where they tuned in and then tuned out almost immediately. <laughs> they had was a 3.1 million viewers for hour one. Hour two had 2.8 and hour three had 2.6. So it was still a massive drop-off. It was just the first hour done well. I think, Gordo, you were right when you said the new way it's working. There was a while there where the third hour, nothing happened. You could have just stopped watching the third hour. But now it seems to be you watch the open and you watch the close. And that's it. It's bookended a load of filler. Yeah. I wonder, did uh, our good buddy Hulk Hogan possibly draw some extra fans as well, people tuning in to see if we would arrive? Maybe. 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 But people thinking maybe new stories are starting as well from the first show out of the pay-per-view. But and then they realized uh, that both Roman and Lassie were in the ring for a number one contendership thing and they said, no! Yeah. Um, anyway. I think time will tell, and especially next week now that we have that blockbuster superstar match, Lashley reigns what would the viewership be like for that? I compared I it in the intro to when Homer wanted to bring the kids to Blocko Land. <laughs> 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 Who gives a fuck? But I, I really want for one of these matches someday to just, as an opposite hard cam side, for all the front row to just turn their backs. Yeah. So all you see is the back of everyone's heads. <laughs> uh, yes. Let's move on to SmackDown because that was actually really good. Lads, great episode of SmackDown. I can't be alone in that one. Oh, Qual- hells no. Yep, quality. Yeah, really, really good. Like You mentioned to me at our executive meeting there yesterday that you quite enjoyed the opening. Yep. And Steve, what I told you about sitting away from the mic now that you've corrected, move a bit closer. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> mic is fixed, everything. We're in awful trouble with mics today. Jesus, H. Mine was fucked. Steve's is being weird. Gordo's a dickhead. You know, the usual. (laughs) (laughs) Mine picks up my voice, which is horrible. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Jeff Hardy opened Raw. Um, I like this promo. I don't know why Mm -hmm. I thought. I saw this and I went, this is going to be a good show. I had a feeling. But he's uh, he's still over as all fuck. Crowd, like, massive reaction from him. Uh, Says he may still wear paint like Jeff Hardy. Says he might make an entrance like Jeff Hardy. He doesn't feel like Jeff Hardy. He feels like something is missing. Feels incomplete and that his heart is broken. (gasps) <gasps> I love so the opened, fact that he's teasing it yeah and he's opened the eyes the painted eyes to the to the brother Nero contacts as well that was yeah. quite cool so it's like his body shook when the eyes were open and then they closed again it was brilliant nice bit of acting yeah this whole o- opening just felt like an attitude era opening it was great uh, he, he ties the whole thing to him not being the US champ anymore because Nakamura beat him the night before or Sunday night um, so he says he wants to make Nakamura fade away and class himself, bleh, class himself bleh, 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 classify himself as obsolete absolute <laughs> uh, and then he goes enjoy the show and leaves it was great yeah. well, it was, he called him uh, some sort of a jackass Hee-haw! Yeah. <laughs> is that the Willow guy he used to do that all the time as well Yeah. Um, this is great just simple as fuck um yeah. This it was this plus Matt's whole you know Matt Hardy's tweeting all this weird shit. Are we going to have a broken reunion? Oh please, please God, God yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nakamura is on fire again. Heel Nakamura is great. 
Mm. And he's backstage with Renee and calls Jeff a sad clown and he will give him a cry, a reason to cry again. Nakamura is still heel, even though there was kind of confusion about that towards the end of Extreme Rules. Um, and he says, God bless America. <laughs> so no speak of English is now God bless America. It's great. <laughs> Are they going oh. to do the whole USA thing against them? I wonder. Again. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, man. Come out to Hulk Hogan's team. Oh, do it. Oh, do it. Do it. <laughs> Next week. Have some more stories about Hogan floating around. Have his oh. music hit to open SmackDown and Nakamura comes out. <laughs> oh, he should come out with extra blackface on. Oh, oh come on. I had to say it for the crowd. I know, I know. So the main event of the show was Nakamura and Jeff Hardy. Um, during the match, Nakamura goes for three pins in a row. And for once, Corey Graves agrees with me and I agree with him. Great old school strategy. Keep the guy kicking out and expending energy. I love little bits like that. Yep, not done often enough. Yep. yep. You can tell that there's actually a wrestling brain behind the booking of SmackDown lately. Yeah, it's good. It's very, very good. But this week was just excellent compared to any show I've seen in months. Yep. Um, Jeff is in control and he hits the what I'm now calling the insane swanton, where the one where he doesn't protect his opponent, he protects himself. Um, <laughs> but Orton appears and pulls him outside, beats him up, throws him against the steps stamps on Jeff's head, all sorts. And then there was a great part. There was a kid in the front row. He was completely disgusted. He kept shouting, <laughs> stop it. It was so good. I hope that kid crust, wasn't a plant. It was a crusty in the Hamburglar. Stop, he's already dead thing all over again. That's all I was fucking hearing. Oh, this is a good show. Amazing. And people in the crowd were still really engaged at the main event. It doesn't happen anymore. The people were like, oh my God, what are you doing to poor Jeff Hardy? Combination of a good show going fast and someone people really like. It, only, it, it got worse. What he done got worse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Randy starts ripping at the, the large ear hole piercing that Jeff has and stretched it. I couldn't watch it. I thought it, it was going to rip. Yeah. I thought it was going to rip. I've I showed it to Kerry, and then she was like, why is he doing that? Is this not supposed to be safe? And I was like, I know. I've seen videos <laughs> of them getting ripped out of people, like as in, like accidentally. And I could, all I could picture was that, and I was actually nearly feeling sick. So yeah. this was so good. Yeah, it hit me right in the feels. Uh, I, 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 maybe I'm a bit squeamish or something, but I was looking away. I did the same thing I do for a sanity entrance. <laughs> it's like, nope, 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 not looking at that. Um, great match, too. Much longer Where, than I thought it would be, considering I thought yeah. Jeff was injured. Yeah, so does, uh, who's feuding with who now? Did Orton just take him out? And then he go. there doesn't seem to be any interaction between Orton and Nakamura. He did say something. I thought I overheard Orton saying, where's Shinsuke after? Yeah. After. Oh, yeah. He did. So, so he mentioned something as well where he said, you want to know why I did this? You're going to have to wait. Me. Yeah. yeah. Like that. So it's, is that like a three-way feud, possibly? It's or? not okay if it's in a three-way. Yeah, it's okay. But it's in a three-way. But a honey in the middle is some leeway. <laughs> Gray in a one, two, three-way. <laughs> Um, the area is very gray in, gray in this one, two, three way. Because um, they wouldn't have done the same thing as they did the night before with Nakamura in the match, too. They didn't have him looking on horrified. But maybe they do a thing where Nakamura thinks he's this badass and he, he uses the, he, he bends the rules to his advantage and nobody will be as smart as him to do this. And then, you know, the apex predator comes along and he can do it better than him. Maybe he's threatened by him. But you've got two very strong heel characters here. Yeah, so if, if you take Jeff out of the out of the picture if he's injured or whatnot, how are you going to justifiably book 
Nakamura versus Orton and how will a crowd respond to that? I think maybe they have a situation where Nakamura's on one side of the ring, Orton's on the other, and then they take turns kicking Jeff Hardy in the balls across the ring. <laughs> See who can make him scream the loudest. Yeah, I don't know where this is going. Not but I don't sure. care. I just can't wait to see more. Yeah, that was good. Very, very it's, good. It's new. It's fresh. Yes. Uh, Rusev wasn't on the show, if I remember correctly, but they had a thing backstage where Aiden English apologized to Lana for costing Rusev the title. You know, questions, are you best for Rusev? Said he always has Rusev's back and he wants a second chance. And I had to question in what did he do wrong at Extreme Rules, but I found out it was something to do with the turnbuckle pass. Yeah, he ripped the turnbuckle yeah. off and Rusev was ah, yes. into it. Yeah. I think they're yeah. building here to a double turn. So they're going to have this potentially go for another little while, English to cost Rusev again and eventually boil over and you'll have English saying, oh, I'm living in your shadow, I'm sick and tired of it, blah, 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 you're getting all the glory, I'm doing all the hard work, blah, blah, blah. You have the benefit then of turning English into kind of a upper mid-card heel, possibly uh, lower mid-card heel, and that just turns Rusev absolute face then. Yep, they're fighting that one long enough. Yeah, I don't know if Aiden English is strong enough character to pull it off. But um Speaking of pulling it off. Um, Paige? Yeah, um, Becky versus Mandy. Um, oh, pull it all off. <laughs> <laughs> Mandy gets the Vaseline camera treatment again. Or did Paige run her palm across the camera lens again? Shuck it, duck it, quack, quack. Anyway, what were you talking about? I heard pull off and I, I saw my opportunity for a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I was distracted. Um, um, they had a match. Yeah. Oh my the match God, itself, that... I didn't think was... I called it bowling shoe ugly. The actual match. <laughs> probably harsh. Probably harsh. I, I probably, I'll regret that if I watch it back. Uh, Mandy Rose isn't at that level just yet. No, but she's, she's good though. She's, she's fucking better than the fucking yoke that was there for a... Better than Nia Jax, better no, than the crazy young one. What's the red-haired one? Eva <laughs> Marie. Eva oh, yeah. Marie. Because oh, she's... effectively, that's what Mandy Rose is. She is Eva Marie 2.0. But yeah, but leagues, leagues ahead of her. Oh, uh, yes. Becky cut and she the does promo. the angel wings, which is always yeah. a seal of approval. Uh, she cut the promo backstage. It feels, uh, you know, feels good to win again. Wants Carmella. Um, backstage. in front of the camera. Yeah? Yeah, it was in the ring. That was out in the ring. That's what I said, yeah. I said cut a promo and then I'm going no I'm going backstage and then you cut me off <laughs> <laughs> leading on oh, yeah. oh, yeah. backstage oh, yeah. segment with Carmella yeah see it's right there you can read the notes too um, Carmella demands another celebration I will demand a gunshot to my head if that happens again I uh, <laughs> she, uh, Paige says she'll face Becky next week for an, in a non-title match if Becky wins she faces Carmella at Smackdown or at SummerSlam why can't she just get a title match why does she have to pin the champion why do they keep doing this? Because they want to fuck with you, Steve. You you know the or they know the way you love champions getting pinned. It makes no sense. So I I, I have some examples <laughs> <laughs> for real life examples. Conor McGregor has knocked off Jose Aldo in <laughs> thirteen seconds. <laughs> now we get Conor versus Aldo for the USC heavy or featherweight title. South Korea have knocked off Germany. In three weeks at the World Cup final, South Korea versus Germany for the world title. Super Mario has knocked off Bowser. Next week, Mario, <laughs> Bowser, Princess Peach on a pole match for control of the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> McLean has done it. 
John McLean knocks off Hans Gruber by throwing me, <laughs> by throwing me, throwing him off of Nakatomi Plaza. Next week at Nakatomi Plaza, the match to see who won. Carol is a special guest referee. <laughs> <laughs> and I could go on. I really could. Please do. Ah, uh, next week. Just next, do a next full time. article on them. Yeah, find them. Two bits. Perfect. I'll do that. Um. Yeah. So the slow build to Becky getting back to the top worked a charm. Uh, if you believe the nonsense that wins and losses don't matter and have been enjoying the Becky Lynch getting back into the title picture story, please explain to me, explain to me why wins and losses don't matter. Because they clearly do. Yep, this is how you should be booking contenders. If you want someone to be believable as a contender to a championship, you need to believe that they're capable of winning. How do you make someone believe someone's capable of winning? By having them fucking win matches. And they weren't highlighting this. She was just winning matches off to the side there. She kept winning and kept winning until it was noticeable. And then it became a thing that she was unstoppable. And now she's yeah, she's undeniable. She has to be the next contender. Yeah, yep. Literally, Carmella and Asuka, I think, are the only two she hasn't beaten in the last three months. There you go. She cleared so, the whole division now. Um, the only thing I can think is, are they going to go with a sort of screwy finish next week? I'm wondering, will they get Ellsworth cost Becky? And then Paige come out after and turn around and say, no, this isn't how we're going to do things around here. The following week, make Becky versus Ellsworth. And if Becky beats Ellsworth, then she gets the title shot at Carmella. Yeah, they do have like five weeks of TV to fill. Some are yeah. a while away, and they're not good at these long gaps. No. So it fills a week, and essentially Becky can fling Ellsworth around the ring a bit, and people will enjoy that. So Yeah. You mean toss him around the ring? Well, hey. Uh, no, um, phrasing, phrasing fits. Um, yeah. Ty, Ty Dillinger versus Samoa Joe. Just Joe's back. Or Truth is, too, apparently. Um, so Ty thinks Truth has given him a motion, motivational speech, but he had a Bluetooth headset on and was talking to his mother the whole time. Yeah. Oh, our Truth. <laughs> Love he that man. He's in. He's zany man. Um, Ty jumps Joe as the bell starts when he's not looking. I like that. Uh, but Joe taps him out 36 seconds later. <laughs> it's just another weird one. Uh, I call the next segment Ms. Lee Knows Best. Thoughts? It was, uh, Miz was MVP on SmackDown for me. Uh, we're going to have a falling out. I, I think you're in the, minor, the minority on this one, Steve. I think this is where the show came to a screeching halt. Oh, for... get fucked. Yeah. I don't think it was as amazing as every, as some people were making no. it out to be, but I, re- I really enjoyed it and I thought Fair Miz enough. was great. But he had a, a you googly for Team Hell No. Um, I called it Torture. Oh um, Jesus Christ! But Miz Miz said wrestler. I like that. It's an eight-minute promo. It was a waste of eight minutes. Could do the whole thing in two, and given more time to matches. He said nothing for six of those eight minutes. It doesn't matter. He done the I'm sorry for your last handshake to so many people on the way down. <laughs> Just for that alone, that was perfect. No, I'm I'm being a bit harsh on it, but I, I definitely tuned out here. I was just like, ah. That's just your hatred towards the Miz. It's not. It could be anyone. It's it's people doing 10-minute promos. The Jeff Hardy one with the start was great. It was two minutes. Done. Out the door. Here's a match. Different shark, Ted. Different shark. Same shark. Different shark. Different shark. One of them has face paint. The other has sunglasses. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But did you not like the way that he... he, uh, We'll have our debate here in a second. he He meandered the crowd. When they started, you know, chanting, yes, yes, yes. And he says, I suppose that probably would be a more apt, apt thing to say here. And it's like, ah, he even just fucking took the crowd's hate on what he was doing and turned it into a pro. Nah, <sighs> you're reaching. You're reaching Your with me here. Your face is reaching. <laughs> um, 
so basically, yeah, I think Brian Music hit. Uh, Miz had a case of the stupid baby face syndrome here where he looked at the Titan Tron and then uh, Brian attacked from behind. Uh, so this is what basically where I'm going with this. So judging by Twitter and, of course, this show, I think I'm the only one. I'm not alone. I know one other person. I basically am the only one on earth that has no interest in this Brian and Miz feud. I'm convinced there's nobody else that has as little interest as I am. I have. What? I don't get it. I I, I don't get it. I don't. Do I don't know where the it? fun. I just meh. The fun here is that Miz is going to get the fucking living shit kicked out of him by Daniel Bryan. And meh. the 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 longer. <laughs> That that goes along, and the deeper that feud goes, the bigger the pop and the bigger the moment will be when it actually happens. But this when I some... already don't care, do you know what I mean? That's where I'm. You're I, I do, one I of the few. You're definitely in the minority on that. Oh yeah, I know. I realize that 100. Um, but I'm wondering where it is. I need someone to explain this to me. Uh, for me, what? I think for me, it's for, for me, it's the whole thing of when there was the big back and forth they had on talk and smack the time. Yeah, yeah. No. I was fully convinced. And I think it's what's in a lot of people. There was never going to be anything coming off of that. And to me, that's still one of my favorite things they've done for so long because the product has been so weak for the last couple of years. That promo between them was one of the fucking highlights of the last few years and there was no payoff on it. So as soon as Debray comes back, I think it was the reality of shit we might actually get. We might actually get this payoff of something we never thought we were going to get. It's like everyone is saying that when Debray came back, there was all these dream matches he could have. I'm not going to say this is going to be a dream matchup in the same sort of sense, but it's something nobody thought they'd have in the payoff of that promo. That's I, I, I'm not thinking it's going to be like, I don't think people are expecting a five-star match or whatever. I think people are excited about it or invested in it because it's a payoff on a storyline they never thought they were going to get a payoff to because of Debray's injury. Yeah, so, it might not I, be a five-star match, but it'll be a five-star feud. I um I was tweeting on uh, I didn't bother with Raw I didn't even watch it this week but I said it for SmackDown because I'd read the spoilers and I thought it'd be good um so I was tweeting along and then I'm just seeing everyone losing their minds over Brian and Miz and I just I'm just like I'm here on an island going am I crazy I, I must be crazy I'm the only one that doesn't seem to be into it so this is one I found this amazing tweet that I found um these Stan accounts these people that tweet they have no What's the word? I'm. I'll come. I'll find the word later. Humility. They, no, it's. What am I? <laughs> I there's nothing, I... Genuine, nothing genuine about them. There's, there's none of these things. Are, they don't mean these things. They're doing it for clicks, right? Um. Uh... So this is why we can't have nice things. Okay. This is a tweet from someone who has a fuck ton of followers, right? First thing I'm showing my grandkids about wrestling. First thing, Miz versus Brian. Second, Omega versus Okada. Uh, I, you're paraphrasing and doing that tweet and it's just, just uh, and do you just... want to read it off the screen there I'm reading it right now <laughs> I hope I'm literally no, no, it, it doesn't say number one and doesn't say number two what in that comes order first? no it's the first things as in Ms. one collective unit Ms versus Brian but still the fact that that's in the top two things that someone would show them <laughs> Their grandkids about wrestling is a stretch. Like I think these people are a poison, and that's why people uh, lap up. I'm telling you, that's why people lap up look these look terrible television shows, and that's why you got these billion dollar shows that all people like us are fucking hanging on by a thread because of <laughs> idiots there like these. There are some bad, bad twitters out there. I will be the first to admit that this account is by far mild compared to what we've seen out there. Oh, I know that, but 
it, with this many followers it's <sighs> influential and it just poisons poisons the youth well, I don't know for, for the last two to three years <laughs> that Daniel Bryan Miz segment on Talking Smack is up there on the shortlist of, of segments that can compete with CM Punk's pipe bomb in terms of Stop a it. backstage promo <sighs> segment because everyone saw that or everyone heard about it the next day and wanted to see it that was a monumental moment in the Miz's career and it was something that kept Daniel Bryan relevant backstage when he wasn't interested in wrestling anymore so People... I think you're definitely undermining how important that segment was People didn't give a fuck about The Miz until that happened. And then some of the shows I listened to that I respected who hated The Miz. Absolutely hated him. They were having what I was having. He nothing good about him. I, I see nothing in this guy. Genuinely. I, I, he bores me. And then all of a sudden they're fucking sucking his dick. Oh, this guy's the greatest. Look how great he is. Blah, 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 blah. <sighs> I'm so alone. Hello, <laughs> you, you go so lonely. You go live on your Enzo Amore island and we'll all be happy. I would have 10 Enzo Amores before half of them is. It's <laughs> entertainment value. You know, we'll release a couple of rappers onto the fucking island as well. <laughs> yeah. on, fucking corral them. Ah, look, it's just different tastes, I suppose. But I, I, I genuinely, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get the hype. Sorry, not that I don't get the feud. That's a bad way to place it or to, uh, to word it. I don't get the hype. I don't understand why this is so big. Well, then you just need to get hyped. I'll have to get Mojo on the phone. Getting hyped. He's not hyped anymore. No, he's Focused. just straight up killer. Straight in Chinlock City. I know, and yeah. I'd like to, while we're talking about that, I'd like to initiate a deep, heartfelt apology to our boys over T3. I'm starting to come around to the Mojo train. Choo-choo. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Uh, Gordo's not drunk enough yet. No. 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 Where is this match that I had written down that was really impressive? The AJ one up near the top? Yes. Well, while you're looking yes. for that, we could, while you're talking about that, we could go on to Kofi and EY. Get the mm. shit out of the way. Um, um, uh, finish, you know finish on the strength of Almas. Yeah. Well, time's, time's fleeting. Uh, yeah. What, Kofi and EY happened. happened. Uh, <laughs> Corey said he'd eat, rather eat Tide Pods than pancakes. Off with you, I say. Have fun. I think it would really improve the commentary if you did. Can you force feed a few of them to Saxton as well? Yeah, take them all out. No one wants to, you know, just so they'll be gone for a while. That's all. Oh my! A bit oh of food my. poison. If, if if you're not going to eat Tide Pods, set Jojo on them, one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Rollins is rolling. Um, AJ Styles versus Andrade Cien Almas. No sign of Cincala this week. Uh, Almas, I put in not over at the start of this. He was getting crickets, right? Um, there's a big job on their hands, is what I was saying at the start. That would quickly be washed away. Um, I think maybe the US title would be a good play for him. You know, Mexican being US champ at Donald Trump's America. <laughs> Quite good. Have him say how he's going to make America great again. Exactly. <laughs> Have him wear the little hat and everything. Um, massively long break in a match people wanted to see, because of course there was. Uh, it was a good match. Like, Alma shined. AJ wins with an AJ with the... With the calf crusher. But Almas worked this like a pay-per-view match. And he used the TV opportunity, unlike Mojo and fucking Tyler Breeze did, which was a chin-lock city segment on Raw from two guys who complained about not getting enough TV time. Almas took it with both fucking hands and ran with it here. I think that just shows the difference in actual wrestling ability between Mojo Rawley and 
uh, Almas is that Almas can carry a match regardless of who he's facing uh, and regardless of the situation, whether it's pay-per-view or, or TV, he can just put it on. Uh, like With respect to Mojo, he just doesn't have that level of talent or ability yet. But even some intensity, even some intensity, do some flashy shit. They sat in a chin lock. Almas went and worked a pay-per-view match. Yeah, but Almas is in there with AJ Styles, who probably has carte blanche to have any match he wants to have. Mojo Rawley is working with Tyler Breeze, and they're working a scripted match produced by someone backstage. True. But Tyler Breeze is a hell of a wrestler, too. Yeah, but we've never seen that on the main roster. They trusted Breeze enough to put him in a ring with Liger for Liger's one match. In NXT. In NXT, exactly. Different Sorry, different multiverse. No, I'm not talking there. about talent levels. I just mean intensity of a match. Just forget about who's better than who and what that's, ma- that's what, what moves I mean. they can do. Yeah, they just that's the booking of a match and the trust that they have in these people in the match. It's ridiculous. A fucking chin lock. <laughs> yeah. And they lastly showed intensity in his match against Reigns. Yeah. yeah. Mojo and Tyler didn't show any intensity here. Now maybe that could be the way the match was laid out. That it didn't give them an opportunity to oh. do it. But at the end of the day, either the guys aren't doing it or the people who are putting it together aren't giving them the opportunity to do it. But either way, someone someone is failing here, yeah. be it the wrestlers not for not doing it or whoever's putting the match together for not putting them in the position to be able to do it. You don't want to big cast yourself here, right? Bring it up and go, hey, I want to do something here. And if you're told no, fine, but find some way to jazz it up a bit rather than a chin lock for the fucking the whole match. Plus, I think it's also, there's, a, there's an element here that Mojo Rawley and... Tyler Breeze will never be higher than the mid-card on Raw, whereas Almas has been brought into SmackDown to be in the main event picture. So this was his coming out party, effectively, and the whole match was booked and produced to have AJ put CN over as much as possible. So that's possibly why Almas come out looking so good, is because AJ made him look so good. Now, obviously, CN is a fantastic wrestler and he's well capable of doing that anyway, but it helps when you've got someone the caliber of AJ Styles putting you over like that. True. But you're having what I'm having in a sense, though, that they maybe should have made more of that that opportunity. On Raw? Yeah. Oh, completely. But it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Craziness. Especially that's, with... that's down to producer, like Gordo said, I think. Yeah. I, I think you I think you just go with it and you go fuck it. Uh, Tyler Breeze has nothing to lose at this point. Tag team partner's injured. He's a good wrestler. He could go work in the Indies and make some money for himself. Take the fucking risk. Man could man could earn a fucking killing over in New Japan. He's yeah. got character work down and he can work a match. Yeah. He would he is what the likes of a New Japan Ring of Honor would fucking lap up. So trained, very trained similar by Lance to Storm Storm Yeah. Yeah. Take the fucking risk and you can come back on more money or you, they'll want you back. They'll hire everyone anyway. They'll probably forgot that he was there and they'll hire him in three weeks anyway. <laughs> yeah, bet on yourself at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I just think that was a huge missed opportunity. And then you see what Almas did. Exactly. Like, There's a guy who fucking gets it. Um. Yeah, so EY beat Kofi. <laughs> I back, back to that but no one cared but, um, great um, show though great show oh, excellent uh, yeah I put up the poll at the end and at the time that I put this script up with 95% approval rating on Twitter that has never happened for any of the polls we have them split or 60-40 or some of them tanking like raw but we've never had a 95% great oh, show highest I saw was 73% and it was for another Smackdown I Jeez. just want to meet the people that said this was a bad show and slapped them in the face yeah what what like my god the shit you've been fed for weeks and you think this was bad i i will go in line with i will actually kind of go in steve's corner on this the possible downer of this was potentially the miz bit just because it just slowed everything down i think it was a great show yeah and i i enjoyed that bit but i think 
in respect to the whole show that may have been the slight downer of the whole like thing. A little, yeah, like a little crossroads thing that slowed everything down. Yeah, I would have, um, I, I still would have done it. I mean, it, it was successful. People liked it. Um, but I think it went just a bit too long. Just cut it down. You don't need you don't need things to be so long. Around Raw, everyone gets two entrances. Do you notice that? <laughs> they get a full entrance there to start start the show, and they get their entrance later. So how are you supposed to pop for burn it down? I think that's the only one that actually gets a pop. To be fair, but how do you pop for people's music when you heard it an hour ago? Just fill in time. You don't. That's all they're doing. You boo. <laughs> yeah, how do you boo Ryan's twice? I mean, you're already wrecked. To be fair, they don't stop from the first time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, which show was better this week, boys? Uh, smack diddly down. Yeah. yeah, great show, great fucking show. Raw is in Raw is in the fucking toilet. Yep. But uh, better this week, I guess. Slightly, anyway, slightly, just slightly. Um, match of the week, so Steve, you're saying the triple threat, the first one. Ah, it's got to be. Yeah, Gordo. First triple threat, or if you're going like based on the length of it, potentially I'd say Styles Almas because it was Almas is going out coming out party and it was yeah. a really good match. Um, and to be fair, the main event the SmackDown was good as well. But if it was to pick one, I'd probably go for the triple threat as well. Yeah, probably just shades it. I really like AJ Almas though. Fucking throw the world title match. Throw that. Make that the, the title uh, chase for now would be great. Actually, they who said, is AJ actually, going up against? That is an announcement we... next week. Page is going to make an announcement. Exactly. So I wonder. Did you say it, Steve, yesterday? That it's possibly going to be a multi-man match. Um, or think it might have been Nick even. Maybe, yeah. Um, who who's there to challenge him though? Now that we think of it, I didn't well, think you, about this. You've got Joe, Brian, Joe, Almas. Miz, Almas, yeah. or Miz, Miz and Brian are there. They're they're doing their thing. Then you've got uh, Nakamura and Orton are tied up with their thing. Jeff Hardy's in the middle getting kicked in the balls. Uh, Rusev is doing this thing with Aiden English. It must be Joe and Ty Dillinger possibly feuding. God help them. Uh, um, that's just a TV feud to keep you going. But uh, they did yeah. it last week too, though. They did the thing where he attacked him. Do you remember before the show, yeah. Ty was coming out for the dark match? So they are planning something with Ty Dillinger and, and Samoa Joe. So what's this yeah, crack with AJ? Carry that for six weeks. Um, I don't know. Could they go on this one on one? Is that that's oh, seriously throwing him in in the deep end? Like he, that's he, rocket he, ship. I I I won't want it. He's gonna lose it. AJ's keeping this left after the game comes out. I want that. I think Almas' first title match he wins, and that makes a new Latin American star. Or I think there's a great Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble winner in uh, Almas. He's a shout. He's a good shout. Yeah, but the big dog's going to win. <laughs> oh. uh, John Cena. Yeah. That's who's going to be back for SummerSlam. Oh, he is normally back. Oh, oh, oh no, fucking Roman and Re- Roman and Lesnar and Cena and AJ. Oh no, there's a stat there I read the other day as well. This is the first time since I think it's 2005 where the main champions on both shows have held the titles for over 250 days each. Jesus, and the champs at that time, John Cena and Big Dave Batista. Oh God! Oh, AJ, AJ Styles, who has become the new John Cena, <laughs> and Brock Lesnar, who is the big lad, a la Batista. Stats for days, Gordo. And, uh, it was a productive forever. week. <laughs> it's a well, it was the week of the big dogs, Gordo. Well, I've got a big problem: my back. 
Oh, Steve, I'm sorry to hear that, man. Um, do you reckon it's like a muscle injury or is it actually like proper spinal or what, what are we looking yeah, at? Yeah, no, I think it's just muscular. I think it's just muscular. I think it's something that I could work on. Kind of need to stretch it out a bit. Well, if, if, if that's what it is, Steve, I have just a thing for you. Um, it's it's this really good program that I use myself and it's, it's what's helped me to shed all these pounds coming into the summer months and bikini season. Um, I got my bikini bod because of my good friend, my buddy, my pal, my old work colleague, DDP Yoga. Um, he puts together a program that is designed for you to be able to do in the comfort of your own home. And it's based around just all the essences of the diamond cutter and the movements of different yoga poses. And it would be perfect and would really help with your back. And if you go to ddpyoga.com now and sign up with promo code RIP Nikki, you'll get a free bag of yoga beans. <laughs> <laughs> magic uh, yoga beans i don't know what the use of them is i'm guessing it's explained in the in the videos that he sends out as part of the pro, uh, part of the program i haven't actually gotten the magic yoga beans myself yet but if you sign up now with promo code rip nikki you can avail at that offer nice um yeah it's sad that nikki's dead but now that my back may live because of him i mean i'm sure he would have wanted that it's it's his parting gift to you and the world and the He's world gonna live on forever Live on forever, Gordo. But our parting gift to the world. Tell us where. Uh, tell the people where we can be found. Our parting gift to the world is that we are taking over the internet. Um, we're on most of the good social medias, the ones that everyone uses, such as the Facebook. You can find us on facebook.com forward slash two bit sports. Uh, we're also on the Twitter, which is where most people seem to vent about wrestling or cheer about wrestling or go full on stan about wrestling you can find us on twitter.com forward slash two bit wrestling um, you can also find our weekly podcast this very podcast on whatever platform you're on now which I don't know which one it is because there's quite a few but we are on Apple Podcasts the new and improved Google Podcasts which is absolutely fantastic if you're on Android at all it's really worth using it's actually probably one of the more stable and just all around best podcast apps out there uh, we're also on Stitcher TuneIn SoundCloud it goes up a couple of days after on YouTube we normally put it out a Friday on all might, the other apps it mightn't go up at all now because the guy who does the YouTube well, stuff is dead we, 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 we may need to try and push that on to someone else we may need to bring in an intern um I believe there's an app we can use to try and get someone for that position. It's a shame we don't run ads for that anymore. But, um, I believe we had a promo code for that too. We did. We had a promo code for ZipRecruiter. It was uh, Steve's Raptors. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we are on, as I said, YouTube, which the intern will eventually put it up there potentially early next week. We're also on all podcast apps that the likes of SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, Apple and Google Podcasts all feed into essentially pretty much anything except for the likes of Podcast One, which their, uh, make up their own numbers for everything. So we don't want to we don't want to be tied into that allegedly um, and all of this all feeds back into our main hub our main website where we'll post articles about wrestling football video games anything that crosses our mind that no one else wants to really listen to which is 2bitsports.com which you can find on the internet I have a fuck ton of game stuff coming as well by the way I have a load of stuff in the pipeline and most of it's already written I'm just waiting to dole it out to space out Ooh. all this goddamn wrestling content Ooh. yeah and then I suppose as the Premier League season approaches, there'll be more football going on. Older will. Older will. Like, you know, Liverpool signing a keeper that they uh, put 10 goals past earlier in the year, I think is quite quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> 70 million, that's what he's worth. Oh, man. Well, he, he was going to pick the ball up off the ground that time. Uh, look, at least you're signing people. 
me and uh, me and Steve, we can't seem to get any signings. I was hoping you signed Fellaini to a new deal. Ah, oh, good God! Good outside job, Bob. New, new deal, except worse. <laughs> He's a bigger clown. <laughs> um, and yeah, I would give a shout out to a few of the people. Uh, a few of the smaller podcasts that we uh we listen to friends of ours so we'd like likes of uh tag me and bro wrestling life um and of course our friends at take two takedown those dicks absolute dickheads yeah uh they're near they'll be over soon or yeah. john will oh. be over soon john when you when you land in ireland here's some good irish phrases to use when you you know you want to converse with irish people in our native tongue you know, when you want to say someone, hi, my name is John, you go, Anwell, Kiaragum, Dulgadi, and Leheris. It's a bit, it's a bit wordy, but you know, listen to it back. You, you'll get it there. You, you, you'll get it very well. And when someone hands you something or you, you, you want to thank somebody, just say, Pog Mahone. It's a, uh, and, very... and carry a knife. Yeah. Knifey spoony. It's it's a very poetic language. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, gonna get John killed. That sucks. Oh, yeah. Well, then again, maybe um, John and Nikki can have a podcast in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're bringing you the afterlife wrestling podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Why didn't we do that? That's the new name from next week. Change all the stuff. You keep changing our name every week. No one will ever find it. Less and less people find us every week, so it's fine. This is the Mouse Rash Wrestling Podcast. We've plateaued on the whole new listeners thing for now. Uh, but yeah, that will do it. And I'm going to spend the next three hours editing this shit. Or not three hours. Who knows? Gordo, any words of advice for us before we go? Well, as, as my old dad used to say, you try and get that blood out of the carpet, I'll go get rid of the nun. <laughs> Steve? Uh, I, 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 I could only think of a Christy Moore song that don't forget your shovel if you want to go to work. <laughs> Which follows on perfectly. <laughs> oh, uh, fuck. We're going to hell, lads. Oh, boys. Night, night, oh.